Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. This is my 35th and final episode of the year. Um, I started the year uh, speaking to an author. I'm ending the year speaking to an author. I'd like to introduce everybody to, to Jalisa Carroll. Um, she is coming out with a book next year. Uh, tell my audience a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm Jalisa. Uh, I'm from a small town of Brunswick, Georgia, but right now I live in South Carolina, Rock Hill. Ain't too big, but I mean, I like it. It's different. Um, yeah, 28 years old. No kids, single. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong um, with just, that. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with being single. Ain't nothing wrong with having no kids. You're living your life. Right. So this book, um, I had a chance to uh, click on the link and get over to the site where the book, where you have it. I mean, this book is pretty heavy. This book is pretty heavy. So this book seems like it's a, com- a, a compilation of everything that's gone on in your life. Um what has that journey been like to put all this on on paper and for you to throw all those emotions and all those things you've had locked up for a while on there? Oh man. So writing this book was a journey by itself because a lot of stuff I buried, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff I kind of just like brushed off, like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with that right now, but writing this book, I started the process in July and writing this book, it has been an emotional roller coaster, like ups and downs, crying, feeling angry, like questioning myself, um, finding out new things about myself that I didn't know, you know, I was hiding inside. But writing this book taught me, you know, that, wow, girl, you've really been through a lot. And to see where I was to who I am now, it has been a journey. And when I wrote the book, it was just like, like, dang, like it surprised me. And when I was writing it, like, God, you didn't go through that, didn't you? Cause certain stuff, I just let it just die. Like I just not die, but I just hit it so deep inside of myself. I was just like, uh-uh, I'm not going to deal with that. I think self-consciously sometimes what happens is, is when you have trauma as a child or when you have trauma growing up, you bury it. And that you repress it. So at some point in your life, it, it can be you can be sitting down and something to trigger you and you just start crying. And you don't understand why you're crying, but it's probably a repressive memory that you have that you don't realize that's coming to the surface subconsciously and you just you don't realize it. How many drafts of this did you have to go through before you finally came to realization this was it? It was complete. My book is done. I can show it and share it to the world. Transparent moment. I was stuck on the introduction. Like, I couldn't get past the introduction. My publisher publisher said, you have until November 15th to have it completely finished. Um, To have a book completely finished, I pretty much wrote it within about two weeks. Really? Two weeks. I tell you no lie. Wow. And I tell people when they ask me, well, um, what does it take to be an author? I said, because this is my story and I know my story better than anybody, 
and I knew the 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 route I was going in. If you saw the the cover, it was an abandoned house. Mm-hmm. So I was going off of the abandoned house using like certain chapters. I was describing houses like homeowners and co-owners. I was going that route. But once I got um, my content down, writing was just a breeze because it's my story. It's just me sharing my story with the world. So it took me about two weeks, honestly. Uh, two weeks? I, I mean, I've seen people take years to finish a book on time. So tell me about the publishing. How, how did that come about? Because a lot of things now, people are doing their self-publishing now. People are self-publishing. They're they're getting to uh, do the the work themselves. And you know, uh, how did you manage to get a publisher? Did the you know publisher love the story? Uh, you know, how did that how that deal come along? So the pub the person I found, I we actually became friends on Clubhouse, and so she would host rooms about you know manuscript and um, writer's blog, all type of stuff. Um, I'm still self-published when I go through the publishing company. It's just there there to do the um, website, edit, edit. They um, they pretty much uh, do me business cards. So, yeah, so once everything is finished, it's all me. Like, I'm still self-published, if that makes sense. But how I came by it, she just I prayed about it, honestly. Um, I prayed about it and I met her on Clubhouse and just got to talking to her. And she was like, at first, this was her thing. She said, you know, she said, I was unsure about you because I was on the emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I didn't think you was going to make it. Like she told me straight, she said, I didn't think you was going to make it. But as the sessions went on, she was like, wow, like I can see you taking this story far and going big with it. Once I really, um, let it all out and told her, like, really talk to her, like, be transparent. She was like, girl, your story is amazing. Like, come on, we need to write this now. So I just came about it, prayed about it, and that's how I met the publisher through Clubhouse. Well, I mean, everybody has their, everybody has their own personal journey that they have to go on. Uh, and I think you doing what you're doing now is uh, something that needed to be done for you. You had to feel, you know, that it, you got into a point where it was where it needed to happen. So that journey that you went on, when did this bubble up to the surface for you, for you to just get it out there and say, I, the world needs to know about this. The world needs to know that, that the suffering that I've gone through and the pain that I've gone through. So people can learn from this and heal from their own personal wounds. At what point did you get that realization? I always knew I was supposed to tell my story, but it wasn't until I just started, um, I started going through some stuff and I was like, man, I'm starting, it just started to weigh heavy on me, my story, because, you know, when people see me, they be like, oh, she's just a pretty girl. She ain't never been through nothing. But when you really talk to me, you hear my story, you be like, you know, wow, like you really done been through stuff. So it started weighing really heavy on me. Um, I say back in June, July, I kind of went through something and it reminded me of abandonment and rejection. Mm. And it was just like, I really need to like tell my story because I know it's another young lady or a young man that has went through what I went through. And um, it, it's, it's been a long time coming, honestly. Um, a long time coming. Now, does it does it feel like this is a weight off your shoulders now? 
uh, does it feel like, you know, some of that pressure is coming off of you now because you've been able to put everything on paper, so much emotion and, and so much hurt, but at the same time, does it lift you up now? Does it make you feel like you've gotten this burden off your chest because you've been able to put it on paper and you're realizing that you're letting all this stuff out? How, how does that make you feel now? It really, it makes me feel like really good. Um, just to be able to, when I talk to people now, I don't cry or I don't get all sad. Or when somebody do something towards me, it doesn't make me, you know, angry. I feel like I got to go in fight mode. So really writing this, it's me really getting to know myself all over again, just to really see like, read my own story and be like, wow, you know, like you've been through that, but to see that you're not that same person because who I was back then is not who I am now. So it's been a journey. And just to know that it took a lot for me to get here, but mm -hmm. it, it makes me happy. Like, man, I've grown a lot. Like even when people see me now, they be like, you're not the same person. Like you're not who I used to know. Like, you know, me being in college, we used to be wild. Like people be like, oh my God, like I love your journey. I have people watching me that I don't know that's watching me. So it just amazes me to know that people see something in me and I don't realize who I am as well. So if that's the key, you gotta know who you are. You gotta know who you are. And that's the one thing I, I people don't need to realize somebody's always watching, no matter what you do, especially if you're on social media, all these platforms. They may not comment, they may not like, but they're constantly watching you. They're seeing what you're posting, they're seeing what you're doing. But I think a journey like this can, you know, take an emotional toll on somebody. But you getting this book done in two weeks, I mean, you you were ready. It had to yeah. get said and it had to get done. So is this uh, this book going to be your last book or is this going to be uh, just one of many where you're just going to be able to just try to help people uh, through emotional problems, help people? Uh, you know, with things, anxiety, things that they've built up that they've been have, have not been able to put out there. So is this just going to be step one for you of many, or is this just uh, the journey that you want to put out for now and then, you know, move on to something else? Um, I think it's going to be more books in the future. I think this is just the start. Um, my story does not end with just abandonment, rejection, forgiveness. My story is continuing. and um. I believe the next book, I mean, it ain't going to happen soon, mm -hmm. but I believe it's going to be more books in the future. This was just the start for me. Well, that's great. I mean, that's what you want. You you want to, you want this to continue on because it becomes evolution for you. You, you know, you elevate yourself from the position you, you were in to something else. It's like having an epiphany. You just, it's something just came to light for you and, and something clicked in your brain and boom, it's out there for the world to see. But who who is this book specifically targeted to? There's a target audience. Everybody has one. Is it is it for little little black girls? Is it for little black boys? Is it for the culture? Like who is this book targeted for? Um, it's for anybody, um, male or female. But my target is teens to adolescent women, young girls. Um, because I noticed, I know it was with myself. Like we try to you know, hide certain things or we be afraid to talk, but we start acting out with our emotions. We start doing stuff that's not of us, you know, getting in relationships. So that's my target audience. But surprisingly, a lot of guys are very interested in the book. Really? So, wow. Yeah. 
I don't want to discriminate on nobody, but no, no, I, yeah, obviously not. Yeah. Obviously not. You you want the book to be, you know, towards everybody, but when you write something like this, this is typically you have somebody in mind when you're writing it because it reminds you of yourself. So when yeah. you're saying adolescent girls, teenage girls, young girls, that's your target audience. That's who you're trying to yeah. you're trying to mentor. Now, are you doing anything to are you out in the community? Are you trying to mentor young people as well? Do, or do you use your social platforms to do that? So I have and it's so funny, I have people at work that, you know, kind of follow me around because I am older than them. But I have people at work. Um, I do work with the youth at church. Um, just really whoever I come in contact with. I have tried the schools, but with COVID, it's kind of really hard. Mm -hmm. But uh, I always saw myself being a mentor. So I'm open to really anything. Um, but mainly it has been, I've been reaching out to girls at work, mainly, because that's where I'm at all the time. It's well, that's a good thing. I mean, you, you, they listen, kids today are, were brought up a little bit different than the older generation. And I'm part of that older generation. I'm 42. So, you know, we were raised a little bit different. Our emotions, we were taught to keep our emotions buried. We were mm -hmm. taught, you know, especially in Hispanic culture, it's, you know, bro man shouldn't cry, you know, all that. But I think uh, things have, have been changing where people are, are now wanting to express more emotion and, and guys too. So a lot of guys, like you said, which didn't really catch me off too much off guard because right now this generation, a lot of the kids are really, really sensitive to a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it becomes, you know, it becomes how do we communicate with these kids? How do we put the message out there that it's okay for you to show your emotions? How do we put it out there to little girls to say, hey, if you're not comfortable with something, say something and somebody's right. going to listen to you. Um, and I think with what you're doing with this book and all the stuff that you've put in into the pages, I think it's going to help a lot of people in the future um, to deal with some of this emotional trauma um, that they've, they've garnered over their lifetime. Um, where is this book going to be found and when, it, when is the release date for the book? So right now, because all the marketing stuff, it's all, that's all what I have to do. But right now, the book is it's only on the website. Um, the link I have is only on there. Mm -hmm. I'm working towards getting it on Amazon. I'm working towards trying to get it into libraries and audio because a lot of people say, oh, I don't read. Well, don't worry. It's going <laughs> to the ones who don't read really they don't um, read right they don't read they say hey. i don't read books okay it'll be audio just listen hey whatever anybody hey whatever's gonna help you get this get your message out there whether it's audio whether it's you know visual whatever you have to do to get the book out yeah. there to get your message because a lot of times it's not about money um, I think people get the misconception sometimes that when you do something all the time, it's about money. A lot of this is not about money. It's about emotional turmoil that you've been through that you want to release to the world and say, hey, I'm better now. I'm better. I've, I've walked through the flames. You know, I've stepped over the coals and now I'm whole again. Uh, even if you were not 100 percent whole, we still have that trauma we're dealing with. But those wounds, you know, tend to heal a little bit more. There's always going to be scars, always, no matter what. You're always going to have scarring from, uh, you know, emotional trauma that you've gotten, but those scars will heal over. And then, you know, you just create new memories and, and you try to live a, a life where you don't pass that on to the next generation or you can help the generation that's here now to deal with a lot of this stuff that's going on with them. But for you, how many chapters does this book have? How many, you know, typically how many chapters, how many pages in the chapters does this book have for you? 
So the book has, there's still, it's still somewhat with editing, but it's three parts and mm. each part has three chapters total. Okay. So there's a lot, there's a lot in those chapters then, because you're, you're putting a lot on those pages uh, for, for everybody to see. So do you plan, do you want to have readings? Do you want to sit down uh, and have some readings with, uh, you know, at bookstore or online? There's so many platforms right now where you don't even have to be in person to hold, you know, to hold these meetings where you, a book reading, like Twitter right now has this thing where you can, you can go on people with just uh, like talk voice, voice talking. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I find really weird, like on Twitter, <laughs> you're doing it on Twitter. They have these little groups where you can just go on. There's a presenter and there's talkers and people just talk. It's, instead of being on video, it's just it's voice. It's amazing. Um, but you have, you know, you're on IG as well and you're on mm-hmm. Facebook. So is this page, are you making a, a fan page for the actual book itself or people can follow you just on Facebook for uh, just for you? Um, and I thought long and hard about that because um, I kind of want people to see my journey, like where I came from to who I am now. Mm-hmm. Once I, I think I want to keep it on my personal page um, so they can see the journey. Like I'm no different from you. Like I done, I done did some stuff. I done been that wild girl. So I kind of want them to see who I used to be to who I am now. The, the, the growth. So I'm, I'm going to keep it on my page. Now, if I can't add nobody else on my page, then we'll have a fan page. But right now, I'm going to keep it on my page. Yeah, sometimes it's good to get the fan page out there because then people, you know, you, you can you can grow it as, as big as you want with the fan. There's no there's no limit on the fan page. On your personal yeah. page, that might be a limit to how many friends you can have on that page to go there. So what are the plans for you? Um, what's the next steps now? I know you have to promote, correct? You have to you have to promote, 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 promote. A lot of promoting. Um, really, it's I want to do a book tour. I do want to do that, mm. but I'm I'm in two small towns. But it's all about con- making connections with people. But I, I see myself doing a book tour. Um, with this book, I do want to start like a nonprofit mentoring young girls. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I thought about like a little book club, like like we can like read the chapters and ask me questions. Um, but so far, it's just really like promoting, getting my name out there. Like, but I don't want people to like. I think it says in the Bible, you know, your your gift will make room for you. Um, so it's just like I just want people to see the book, like read the book. Don't get to know me, but read the book and know my journey. But I just really see this book taking me all over the world. I'm speaking, traveling. And and that's the mentality you have to have because it's the message behind the book that you're trying to put out into the world. So I did an episode um, of a month back or a couple months back about um, cutting off toxic people in your life, especially family. Um, Because when I read the description of your book, that was one of the things you talked about is making yourself feel, you know, you're dying inside because you're trying to keep, you know, family that shouldn't be kept because, you know, it's a cultural thing that we do. And it's black or brown, it doesn't matter. It's a cultural thing. Uh, and we need to learn how to cut off people that are toxic to us mentally, emotionally, and physically. And sometimes it's hard for us to do that because they're blood. But blood doesn't always mean your family. It doesn't. So mm-hmm. at, 
at what point did you learn how to separate that though? Like what, what triggered you to separate, to get rid of all that toxicity out of your life? I mean, it's, it's gotta be hard, especially when, you know, it's, I'm assuming, you know, it's close family members. You have to cut off. Mm -hmm. What did it take for you to get there? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to be really transparent before I did this call with you. My, Mm. my mother called me and just called me all type of names. So if my eyes were a little red, cause I had to like woosah before I got out. Let it out. Yeah. Let it out. Um, it, I got to a point to where I just got tired. Like I always been that person that was a giver, that person, you know, where you could talk about me, but I still do for you. But when I moved away, like to a whole nother state, and I always been alone all my, you know, growing up. Um, but when I really moved away and realized, like, you know, these they really don't care for you how you might care for them, if that makes sense. Like, moving uh, away. I know. <laughs> yeah. You don't get calls. You don't get text messages. Like, only time somebody call you is to gossip or they call you like she did to go at it with me. Um so I just had to find, like, if you interrupt my piece, then that's it. Like, block. And, <laughs> and I think that's the most important thing is finding peace. It's finding peace with yourself. You know, I, I, right now I tell people all the time, my wife's the only person I want to be around. Like, she's the only person I want, because I don't want to deal with drama. It's just, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? I can go hang out with her. We can go to the movies. We can go out to dinner. It's, it's finding that peace to make you calm where it's going to keep you away from all the other stuff. You know what I mean? And I think you, you were starting to get to that point where, you know, listen, you know, your worth, you know, what you've done, you know, what you've been able to do. You don't need the drama in your life, whether it's your mom, whether it's your, your dad, your brothers, it doesn't matter. We, you have to find a point in your life where you just got to cut off everything that doesn't work for you anymore. That's not healthy for you mentally. You know what I mean? And it's, it's sometimes it's tough. It is because at the end of the day, you still love your parents. You still love your family. You just can't keep them in your life like you used to. Yeah, they can't go to the next level. And I think that's what people, you know, feel like when you make it, you got to take everybody with you. Mm-mm, that's not the case. Some Certain people are only to help you in that season or teach you a lesson in that season. But that doesn't mean they're going with you. Like every next level that you go, God's going to bring people that's going that should be connected to you to help you grow. And that's what I had to learn. Like. Some people I can call on the phone and just talk about whatever. And certain people, you know what, how you doing? How life treat you? All right, it was nice talking to you. You know, leave it short and sweet, but it's just, you really got to understand people. I mean, understand who is like for you and who is, who is God saying can go to the next level? Because everybody can't go. Everybody can't go. So let me ask you a question. You are going to mentor people. Do you have a mentor yourself? Do you have somebody that gives you guidance when you need it? Because listen, I'm the type of person that will give people advice left and right, but Mm -hmm. me getting advice (laughs) has always been tough. So do you have a mentor? Do you have somebody that you can go to and turn to when you're giving advice, but you need advice on the back end? You asked some good questions. (laughs) (laughs) So growing up, I didn't have that. I didn't have somebody I could call or be a mentor. And honestly, I still don't have that. So 
and I don't want to say I'm holy or nothing, but legit, like, God is my best friend. Like, if I need something, God is there. If I need to give somebody, and people always say, you wise to be 28. You know what? Because I have those talks with God. I had to get to know God for myself. I mean, it's certain people I could call here and there, mm-hmm. but what I learned is you have to know, you have to really know people, know what they are in your life. Certain people you can't tell everything to, certain people you can't take advice from. So I have certain people, I won't say I have a set mentor. I'm I'm seeking and praying for one, but I don't have that. Um, so the one thing I will say, um, and sometimes you it'll come to you. And, and and I tell people all the time, faith, I don't care what you are. I don't care what religion you are. People got to have faith in something. Mm-hmm. You got to have faith. I don't care what God you pray to. I don't care what religion you're in. As long as you have faith in something and you believe in the power of that, it's going to help you get through. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people don't realize that that faith has gotten people through a lot in their life. You know, a lot of struggles, a, a lot of things that they didn't think they were going to overcome. They've overcome because they've had faith. They've had faith in themselves and they have faith in the God that they believe in. And, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's if that's where you find your strength, if that's where you find that extra kick that you need to get yourself going, then do it. Pray. If, that, if that's what works for you, do it. No one should knock you for how you uh, choose to worship or how you choose to find the, your inner strength that you need to continue on doing the things that you're doing because you're overcoming. You're overcoming and you're doing the things you need to do. And you should you should congratulate yourself on that because it's a big deal. When you have trauma like that, it, it becomes hard sometimes to overcome that trauma. And we fall into the, to the trope of, you know, we become drug addicts or we become, you know, drug dealers and we go to jail, we go to prison, we become abusive and we pass that abusiveness on to our kids. And you're trying to break that cycle. You're trying to break that cycle. And, I, and you know, I praise you for that. I think I think you're you're on the right track doing the things you need to do. It's going to take time. Nothing's ever perfect. You know, nobody in this world is perfect. Six billion people on the planet. Not a one of them. <laughs> not a one of them is perfect. And we just have to continue to keep going on. So for you, what are your handles? Where 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 can people find you at? And where can they find your book? So right now I'm only on Instagram at Jaleesa Carroll. That's J-A-L-E-S-A-C-A-R-O-L-L. And I'm also on Facebook at Jaleesa J. Carroll. Um, those are the only two. I was on Twitter, but I think I'm going to just make a new one. So <laughs> I, I don't have Twitter yet. I have it, but I want to get rid of that one. Um, but I can't even say I'm on Clubhouse no more like that either. So, but if I am on Clubhouse, it's still my first and last name. I, I've never even, never, I'll be honest with you, I've never be, even been on Clubhouse. I don't even know what it is, honestly. There's so many social I, media sites out there right now. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I stayed on that too much. I was like, I need a break. And once I got off, I never got back on. So, it, it, it happens. It happens. Listen, I'm so glad you came on the show. I'm so glad that you've been able to pour your heart out onto these pages and you're going to pass your message on to, to this generation and to the next generation. Just keep moving forward and, and doing the things that you're doing and it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. You know, is it always going to be perfect? No. Is it always going to be a struggle? No, it's not going to be perfect, but it's not always going to be a struggle. 
you'll find that peace and that levity that you need to continue on to be and find your greatness and strive for that greatness. So I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been very, very lovely talking to you. You are welcome back anytime. When the book actually hits out and you have it, uh, let me know. We'll bring you back on the show. Maybe you can read a chapter while we're on here so we can, uh, you know, kick off next year uh, in, a, in a good way. I appreciate you coming on. Everybody, please go follow her um, on her socials, uh, the IG and the Facebook, and we will talk to you folks later. Have a good uh, New Year's. Thank you.